Welcome to Gardening with Daddy Pete. Let's join our host, Melvin York. Well, greetings, everyone. This is Melvin York, and you're listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete today. I certainly hope everyone's had a good week. It's been a beautiful week here in the Piedmont. We've been cool at night into the low 30s, upper 20s, and then mid-50s to upper 60s during the day, and we're getting ready for some rain this weekend. But it has been a beautiful week. It makes you want to get out and get started on the gardens. And we've already, myself, done some stuff, got some transplants started, and they're coming along just fine. So I hope you have. If you get a chance and you've missed some of our podcasts, you can go to our website, which is daddypeats.com. And if you look on the page there, you can click on archive our podcast and you can go through, pick a topic that you're looking for, click on that and listen to it. While you're there, if you also have a question or a comment, there's a place there to do that also. We would love to hear from you. So make sure you do leave us that comment or the question, and I do answer those, and I'll get back to you with a answer as soon as I can. You know, our motto at Daddy Pete's is we help you grow, and that's exactly what we intend to do, and we've been producing the same. What I think is the premium potting mixes, soil amendments, mulches, growing mediums now for over 30 years. So while you're there on the website, if you would like to, you could also just take a look at some of our different mixes and what whatever your particular task is going to be in the garden or the yard or your Resowing some spots in your yard, or you're going to do a raised bed garden, you're doing a perennial garden, planting bulbs, or mulching. We have a product for you. So just look around there a little bit, and we'll talk more about that as we go through the podcast today. This may be a little early, but I think people, because you need to prepare for it, and if you're a first-time gardener, I want you to be successful. If you've had problems with this and you've heard about the sprays and do this and do that and stand on one foot and jump up and down, all the remedies everybody else has told you, hopefully I'm going to give you some information today that can help alleviate this problem, and I'm talking about BER in plants or blossom in rot. Now, if you've grown tomatoes before or peppers, and actually I'm going to go through a list of things that blossom in rot does affect, and I'm going to explain to you why it does. But if you went out into your garden and tomatoes hanging there, it's huge, it's beautiful on top, you pick it, and on the bottom end, it's just rotted out. It just kind of makes you sick. Same thing you can do with peppers. Another one that blossom in rot hits is the peppers, the sweet or hot variety, squash zucchini. I know you've seen the ends where they withered up. They actually did not mature to full maturity, and they would kind of get rotten on the end. That's another thing that is blossom end rot. Cucumbers will do the same thing. Melons, you can also find blossom end rot in melons. So just wanted to hit on this early so everybody could be prepared for it. Now, there's several things that causes blossom end rot. But the main thing is, it's a calcium deficiency in the soil. Calcium plays a big part, and you know, we've talked about it before. I think we did last week. We talked about three macro or the major proteins, or actually not proteins, but the nutrients that you find in your fertilizers, which is an NPK, the nitrogen, the potassium, and the potash, or the phosphorus, I'm sorry. NPK is your nitrogen, your phosphorus, and your potash. And that is your three Bs. Along with that, it takes usually 17 nutrients 
to get that plant at its optimum fruiting. So it'll grow right so that the leaves perform right, stems are healthy, a good root system, and therefore it can blossom and bear the fruit that you're after. So calcium deficiency is a big one. That is what we're after here. And then there's two or three other things that goes with this that will ensure you that you will not have a problem with blossom in rot on the above vegetables that I mentioned, which was your tomatoes, your peppers, your squash, zucchini, cucumbers, melons. I would suggest, first of all, it's always good to know what we're dealing with. So this time of year, it's good to go to your local extension or ag office, get a soil testing kit. Go ahead and it has instructions on how to take these tests. Do that take it back to the ag office or it does have an address where you can mail it off yourself and within a week or so you'll have the results back on that sheet you send with your samples of soil it will ask what you're growing and what crops you're growing if you're doing more than one you go vegetables and name out the vegetables that you're growing in that particular area of your garden or your raised beds or if you're doing it in just pots again test your soil i think the charge for it if there's any is like four or five dollars for soil samples it's very inexpensive but it lets you know what needs to happen to your soil is the ph too low we talked about ph how it unlocks the soil so the plant can uptake the nutrients so we need to know if that ph is right is it too high is it too low once we get that ph right then we can start adding some calcium but with that soil sample we will know how to add the calcium if your ph is low we can get the calcium in a dolomitic lime which does have calcium and magnesium already added to that we can add that in to your soil it will bring up the ph it also will add the calcium deficiencies if your ph is good then we can use jimson jimson also will change or add the calcium to the soil, but it does not change the pH. So if our pH is already balanced in the soil, and we'll find that out with our report, then we will add jimson instead of dolomitic lime. One other thing that the soil report will tell you is what kind of fertilization do you need? Is our soil low in nitrogen? Is it low in phosphorus. Again, we learned last week that phosphorus was a big thing on helping a plant to bloom. Is our potash right? We don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. We're all taking a guess. I know people in years, well, I'll put lime down every year, or I'll do this every year, or I'll do that. Well, we're wasting money, number one, and we're not helping the environment by putting down more fertilizer into an area than what we need. If you're not careful on heavy rains, we get runoff on nitrogen and some of the other nutrients that needs to stay where they're at instead of being run off. And again, we don't need to be purchasing something that's not needed. A plant will only use so much, and with that soil report, you can tell. All right, calcium deficiency. That's what we've gone through. That is the number one thing that causes blossom end rot. But yes, there's another that aids in this too, and it's uneven watering or the lack of or too much of. Let's just put it that way, of water. You know, sometimes we'll get a rain about the time tomatoes are making, and it'll come in and rain an inch, inch and a half, and then we won't sell rain for two weeks. All right, we've almost flooded the roots of that plant, but then we dry it, plumb out. So the plant doesn't know which way to go, what to do. And a tomato, a pepper, cucumbers, watermelon, squash, like an even water. One way to do that is I like to mulch over and around these plants after I get done planting them. That does help 
to keep moisture in in the hot part, dry part of the weeks or days. It also helps shed water off if we get into a too much rainy situation. Now, each and every one of these things that were vegetables that we talked about, I usually plant mine sometimes in a raised bed, sometimes out of my row garden. And if I do it in my row garden, what I usually do is I take my post hole diggers, I go out and I dig the hole about 18 inches deep at least, dig it a little bit bigger around, and I take some of our daddy peats, cow manure, our dairy composted cow manure, I mix it with some calcium. I usually keep my pH of my soil just about right because I do do a lot of soil testing. And then I'll mix a little calcium with that, plant it, whichever it may be, whether it's the tomato, the pepper, and using transplants. Now, with my squash, zucchini, cucumbers, and melons, I usually plant them seed directly into the ground. But I still make that deeper hole, but I do raise those up and make what I call a hill, so water will run away from it, out away from that plant. Mulching can be done with two or three different things. You can use our Daddy Peach Soil Enhancer, which is an aged pine bark, fine or chips and that works real well or you can use straw do not use hay there's a difference between straw and hay if you don't know the difference ask someone that you trust straw is actually the stems that comes off of wheat or barley and that has been grown through the winter months therefore no herbicides have been attached to that with hay sometimes you can get herbicides through there you get a lot of weed seed because that crop does do its growing from spring on through the summer and into fall. So make sure that if you're going to mulch with straw, that it is exactly what it's supposed to be is straw, not hay. There is a difference. If you don't know, if you'll ask somebody at one of the garden centers, they'll be glad to show you. I've never seen hay at a garden center unless they're selling animal feeds and different types for horses or cows or for pets. Straw is usually what you will find at a garden center. So I do not recommend using pine needles so much as pine needles will tend to, over a period, go down and lower the pH of your soil. So either use something like our Daddy Peach Soil Enhancer, which is an aged pine bark pine, and the reason you want aged and not green is it will not rob the nitrogen away from your plant. But make sure when you dig those holes, whether it be in a raised bed or whether it be in your rose garden or if you're doing it in your pot, add a little extra to our Daddy Peach Commoner that, do some calcium after you know that pH is right. I think you'll do that. But those are the things that can help you. And I can just about guarantee you that you won't have any blossom in rot. Now, with peppers and tomatoes, I would thoroughly advise that you go ahead as a time of planting, go ahead and put up some kind of a stake system, whether it be cages, if you actually stake and tie, if you run, and I've seen a lot of people do this when they put their tomatoes in a row, they'll put up several of the metal stakes and they will run a twine in between them, let that hold the branches up. Make sure you prune those branches from the bottom so they're not touching where disease gets. That's why we never, never overhead water and mulching again helps that too. There's disease that can be get on those plants from the splashing from the ground back up on the other side of those leaves. So make sure that you do prune up at least when that plant gets full size, make sure it's at least four or five inches off of the ground and that it is supported by some means, whether it be a tomato cage, whether it be stakes around it with some twine or tied to it or uh, like the 
system I just told you about where you can go from one end of the row, set a stake in between, run your twine there, and you may have to add a stake or two depending on how long your rows are to make sure that you do hold up the root. Again, with that straw underneath those, you get your moisture, you get to keep the temperature more even for the roots of that plant, and you do have somewhere if root does get down on it like the tomato, that it keeps it in a drier state and it's not laying on the ground for insects and all to actually invite ourselves to come on and eat that nice big beefsteak or that Cherokee purple that you've grown. So I don't know, maybe this will help you a little bit and give you something to think about. Now, if you started that journal, like we all always talk about here, you can jot some of these things down in that and see how it does for you. And I think that you will find a big difference if you grew tomatoes or even one of these things, peppers, cukes, zucchini, squash, melons, and you had a problem with blossom end rot, I think you'll see a big difference in that for this year's going. So these are some of the things that you need to do. But that soil test needs to be done now to get it back so you'll know how to fertilize her and which way to add your calcium. Am I going to add calcium through the lime? Dolomitic line, or is my pH good? And I'm going to add it through my Jimson. So that's decisions you have to make to make sure that you get the optimum growth. A few things like this makes the difference between where do you get a tremendous amount of nice sized tomatoes and they keep producing all summer, or whether you have a thin crop, what I like to say, where you, the tomatoes have not actually maximize the size they should have gone to or put out the amount that they should have as far as volume of tomatoes or fruit. And same thing with the peppers, the squash, the zucchini, the cucumbers and all. One other thing too, make sure that you don't do any spraying around these. Every one of these need our little friends, the pollinators, the bees, and because without them, you're not going to get any of this off of there anyway. Well, I hope that's helped you a little bit. Again, if you get a chance, we talked about it earlier, go to our website, which is daddypeaks.com. Look around just a little bit. We've been here since 1907. We're a 100-plus-year farm here in North Carolina, and we're kind of excited about still being here and making these potting mixes and amendments for all the wonderful people that have bought our products years after years. We do thank you for that. Look around at our products. See if there's something there that we can help you with. I'm sure for anything you're doing as far as landscaping, your planting trees, shrubs, gardens, vegetables, herbs, bulbs, your mulching. We have a product that's designed exactly for you. Let's say perennials. We have a perennial mix. So we have a mix that will suit your needs. Look at those. If you have a question about our mix or you're not sure which mix you would like to do with the job you're doing, go on, go to that website and hit that button to let us know. Ask that question, send that comment in. I will get back to you, whether it be in an email or in a phone conversation, whichever you prefer. Just leave that in your comment and I will get back to you on that. Uh, I promise we'll do those. Each We do answer each and every one and we do appreciate people that send in the questions. Believe it or not, these questions are what actually spars uh, these podcasts. So I answer so many of these during the week. And so then we go ahead and do a podcast on it. Well, until next week, it's been fun here. Thank you so much for listening to us here at Daddy Pete's. I'm your host, Melvin York, and happy gardening. Thank you for joining today's Gardening with Daddy Pete. You can check out our website at daddypeets.com for additional gardening tips and our podcast at gardeningwithdaddypete.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.